When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Okay, so Jeff was there. Uh, yes, I was. After the, you were there to witness, as we all did. Uh, Friday's ball game. Uh, I think I said this to Linda. If you didn't have a rooting interest for Texas, you could have really enjoyed that as a baseball fan, and especially obviously if you were an Oklahoma fan. But that was a two-one well-pitched ball game uh, there. But obviously, the doubleheader. On Saturday is when things totally unraveled, and they get behind eight nothing uh, because pitchers really struggled to throw strikes, and uh, it, it started with Travis Daly, and then it was Zane Morehouse, and and uh, you know, God bless Chase Loomis, giving them five innings, yeah. a career long for him. He kind of held things down while they were able to climb back into the game at 8-6 by the time Dylan Campbell hit his home run. Yeah, there, you know, and I think we'll hear it in this audio. I know we, we got mm-hmm. two parts of it coming, but David even mentioned that. There, there were there were a couple of bright spots. He mentioned Chase Loomis coming out mm-hmm. of the bullpen, doing what he did in the first game, and then what LBJ did yep. in, uh, in the second game yep. on Saturday. Yep, yep, a, a career-high 91 pitches for him throwing in that. So – yeah, there were the, a couple of bright spots out of that. It's just that you got in such a hole, you're just fighting uphill. Takes all away day. your running game and they, all of those other kinds of things, which you'll hear yeah. Coach Pierce say. But they lose, uh, you know, you lose uh, that sort of thing, uh, uh, lose that game. And then in game two, they get down 5 1. They chip away, chip away, chip away, cut it back to 5 4. Uh, began a pass ball, allows a run to score. I mean, and there were there were things that just unraveled. You'll hear Jeff's question about because pitching and defense had been really a hallmark of what had happened, and a lot of that just escaped the team as well because they actually swung the bats pretty decently in mm-hmm. the weekend. But the pitching was the number one struggle of the weekend. It wasn't all on pitching; it's part of it. And then the errors, uh, three was, errors in the last game, that was unexpected. No, that was that to me might have been yeah, the biggest, yeah. the most surprising thing of the weekend because they've yep. been they've been really good defensively. Yep, yep, and just just compounded how rough of a weekend it was. Yeah, no doubt about it. So you can understand uh, why the head coach was not happy about it. This was this was the conversation. Uh, that that David Pierce had. Now this this came right after he, he visited with Ty Harrington on our post game conversation, uh, and uh, he uh, he came over and Jeff was there. And as he was walking up, before there was a question asked, right? It, it's not uncommon for him to do that as he you know just kind of walk up and start giving the the opening a little opening statement before yeah he takes questions. But it's clear that this one was a different tone than yeah. Most. So, so here was here was the opening statement to the media, the, the you know, uh, television, radio, uh, the, the you know, the writers, everybody that was standing there. Probably one of the worst days of my tenure here at University of Texas, and you know, it's not because it was just against the University of Oklahoma, but you know, we were embarrassing, embarrassingly bad, and. 
that's a reflection on me and my coaching staff and there's got to be some changes there's got to be some adjustments mentally physically uh, if right now we settled into the middle of the pack middle of the if we're not careful we'll settle into the bottom of the pack so we got a lot of work to do really proud of chase loomis today a kid that grew up as a texas longhorn uh, to be able to go out and pitch five great innings today uh, lbj Looked like he was unhittable. Um, but, you know, I think 11 of their 15 runs today were via the base on ball and some sort. So until we solve that problem and we, we don't get better on the mound, we're just always working uphill offensively and defensively, and that's a strain on our position players. And then guys start, you know, worrying about other people's job. And to me, that's a, that's a key right now is – can these guys be mature enough and can we stay locked in to uh, make a turnaround? Because we've been pretty darn good. We, we're not a great team and I've never thought we were a great team. I think we've been playing really well and playing well as a team. Um, but when you don't do the little things like throwing strikes, then you get exposed against a team like OU that don't swing at balls and put pressure on you on the bases. And, you know, when you go back to the fall and you talk about being to the plate less than 1-3 and pitching ahead and it doesn't happen this late in April, uh, that's on us. Yeah, so that that's the first part. And then uh, he had some, some other things to say and then some questions from the media who were there, including Jeff Howe. So uh, here's... Here's the, the, the second part of that. I don't know if a surprise is the right word. I mean, this is the Big 12, and if you don't play well, you get swept. And it doesn't matter who you play. And it doesn't matter if you play at home. It doesn't matter if you play on the road. If you don't play well, you get beat. And it's that simple. We didn't play well enough to win. They were better than us for three games. You feel like they didn't compete well enough? No, we didn't compete on the mound at all. And yeah. then offensively, um, I thought we gave away some at-bats. Right. David, was, was, I don't know if frustration is the right word, but you guys have been so good defensively this year, and then there were some just some key errors, pass balls and things like that. that yeah, I mean, the, the catching goes along with the pitching, and pitching and defense uh, is what we're known for and what we're good at and opportunistic offense. But to just get it humiliated because we're not throwing strikes, we're not catching the ball, and then it – you know, filters into other parts of your game. They're controlling the running game. We can't run because we're down by five. We're playing station to station the entire damn game, and you have no other options other than to play it like that until you get back in. So, yeah, it's frustrating, but, you know, this game will absolutely humiliate you. And anyone that doesn't understand that, when you drop your guard for any amount of time, this is what happens. And I'm not saying they dropped their guard, but they didn't play well enough to win, and we didn't coach well enough to win. We got out coached, we got outplayed. We're going to make some people kind of miserable. And when you look at, you know, the, the great music, the great food, everything that they receive here, you have to earn that stuff. And, and when you don't do things the right way on the field, then you don't get privileges. And so now it's up to them. If they want to earn that back, then they'll play better. That's it in a nutshell. 
uh, about it. And it's, you know, not that he hates his team or anything like no. that. I know he, uh, you know, but sometimes that firm stance has to be taken when guys are not. And it's one thing if there's a physical um, shortcoming on being able to do some of the things that you that you need to do to play at this level and play for this program. Uh, it's another thing when the conversations happen and they go over the things and it's there in practice and then old habits show up in games that don't help the ball club, those kinds of things. That can be the maddening part for coaches when it's been gone over and gone over and rehearsed and practiced and practiced and repped and repped and all those things. And then it does not show up in the game. And then that's, that's where, where things are. I, I do know this. Uh, he's obviously has met with the team since, uh, they, they work today uh, or have their off day. And then, uh, they'll get ready. Texas Southern is coming in tomorrow. And by the way, it's probably the best Texas Southern team that's ever come to, uh, to, uh, Texas. Uh, when you look at some of the, some of the uh, numbers and the things that they've done, but, um, that message that he has had with them. And I, and, and I, I remember there were similar messages when the team has struggled and flipped the script under coach Pierce and then got to Omaha is that some of the, some of the uh, best stories are the teams that kind of rise up from the disappointment being, and he used uh, the words embarrassed and humiliated, th- things like that. Those are the ones that find a way then to get to the postseason uh, and and it'd be able to advance with it because it takes a lot of character. It takes a lot of things to make that. But that's, that's what makes baseball unique in a lot of ways too. And when – a team is able to rise out of it like he's had teams do and then turn around and flip the script and get to Omaha, that's uh, that's when it becomes really special uh, with a group. And this team is a long, long way from Omaha right now. Uh, yeah, that, that word probably doesn't even need to be uttered in the clubhouse no, right now. No, my, my point for even bringing any of this up is his message has to be about teams that find a way to pull themselves out of that are the ones that ultimately build into those programs. Not saying that this particular team is going there or anything like that, or it's just around the corner, just that you have to find it. They have to find it within themselves through their work ethic and through, and through uh, the conversations they have with one another and the support they have and listening to their coaches and doing the things uh, that are outlined for them. All, all of those things. Um, and there's relationship building. Uh, the coaches have with the players, the coaches with each other with this with this new staff. All of that stuff, I think, rolls into what can turn it around. Because for folks who might say, uh, uh, how how you know uh, you know how can they get it turned? Um, for for our friend uh, Belton Gringo says uh, Pierce is too laid back and seems sedated. You don't know the man <laughs> if you're saying that. He's remember Gringo. He's saying this to the media before he has even met with the team in the clubhouse afterwards. So he's going to be respectful. Augie, the, 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 the famous Augie rant, that didn't happen to the media. That happened behind closed doors. So the, you said the epic meltdown, that, that, that epic meltdown, that happened behind closed doors. So, uh, you know, those, those kinds of things. You said Texas never bunched runners in the scoring position like they should. They tried. 
several times. Well, when you're down five one, how many outs are you going to give away? Yeah, and and that especially once they got down eight nothing and five one yeah. in the two games. That's what I mean about it takes it takes away a big part of what they do the speed with their game. And to Gringo's point about how too many Ricky Vaughns on their staff great stuff but can't throw a strike. Hey, you make a good point. There's a salient point that you know Zane Morehouse can throw 98 miles an hour, but if you can't get it in the zone, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, 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 Travis Staley can throw 95, 96. Got to be able to throw strikes. And I think the frustrating thing too, and we saw some of this last year with some some of these same guys. They've seen these guys do it before. They've seen these guys yes. be effective in game situations. Well, and, and 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 I know some folks said what what happened with Charlie Hurley. He had he had really been rolling along and had done something. Then you get the start in Waco, and it was just it was like what we saw on Saturday. What happened in the Saturday game in Waco for him? He came back on Wednesday and struggled again on that. I I do believe that if with one more day rest again, it comes back to that whole Saturday rainout thing. And and have or the Sunday projected rain out, and so they had to play the double hour on Saturday. If it had gotten, if they'd gone ahead and said no, we're going to go ahead and and take our chances on playing Sunday, and they would have been able to get the game in, as we know by now. If that had happened, uh, there probably would have been a scenario, maybe where you might have seen Hurley start instead of Kobe Minchie, um, who who uh, it looked good in some of the other things, but uh, just. He wasn't ready, and that's another guy, by the way, who can throw mid nineties and a great story, but uh, but wasn't ready for that moment, especially against a team like Oklahoma. They're going to take Whew. pitches. They were, I think, they came into the, the the series, I think, eighth in the country in walks drawn. Yes, I mean, it, yeah. you know, Skip Johnson. His, that's the style of play they use. They they want to be patient. Yeah. They want to work counts, get you deep into counts, and then get on the bases. And I mean, we said that that you know they had some guys with some pop in the bat last year, but that's the style they used last year. Yeah, that's just kind of kind of how Skip rolls. I'll say this: uh, CB and a couple other people have mentioned this, and we got one text. Pierce is cold angry, and that's way more intense. I, and think, I think that s- is spot on. I think CB mentioned this. That's almost like when your when your parents tell you, like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Like that just cuts so much deeper, you know. <laughs> but that comment, Pierce is cold angry, and that's way more intense. You're spot on. I, I think you're spot on uh, that. <laughs> well, and, and Stoner, I, I want to mention this point because I, I asked David about this too in that availability, that post game uh, little gathering. Stoner, and, and we've heard Rod Babers talk about this. Rod's talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. It says, sounds like Coach Pierce has himself a full-blown playing at Texas or playing for Texas situations. Are you playing at Texas or are you playing for Texas? you got some guys on this team that play. Uh, they're playing for Texas. Right. I think you got some guys that are just kind of comfortable to be at Texas and, and like all the kind of the perks that go with it. And I, yep. asked him, I asked him about leadership. I said, do you think you've got the kind of player leadership that can get you out of this thing? And he essentially said, "We're we're about to find out because mm-hmm. he said whether it's a position player getting onto a pitcher or or vice versa, um, that's how you get out of these things. Is when that clubhouse just gets tired of going through the same thing over and over again. That's when when somebody steps up and really says something, and it's not just you know empty ta- empty words or you know you're just blowing smoke. That's yep. when things really start to change. They've got to take it upon themselves the 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 responsibility. Yeah." Uh, so that and by the way, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk basketball. We'll do that next hour in the notebook because 
I don't want to just give it a couple of minutes because we have good stuff to talk yeah. about there. <laughs> Chris in Longview says, I'm the only one that was hoping you'd hear Pierce quote Bulldor. You hit the ball, you throw the ball, you catch the ball. You got it. <laughs> that was that. How do we know that didn't happen in the locker room? Maybe it did in the clubhouse. Uh, but uh, And then Ice Cream Maine says it's amazing that CDC hasn't hired some of these fans that are texting and they seem to know everything. Listen. Uh no, uh, and uh, here's somebody else that clearly didn't hear the whole deal. It's a need to stop making excuses for Pierce. He blames everyone except himself. You didn't listen to it. He said, George, he said, they got out coached. They got it played. George, you keep, I'm looking at your string of rants. It's clear how you feel about this deal, and that's all well and good. But it, at least listen to the, listen to what we just played there, where everybody, takes responsibility for it. Everybody comes in for it. You're not listening to it if you didn't hear him say all of those deals in there. But even if you did hear it, it sounds like it's not good enough for you anyway, and that's okay. That's that's your your take on it and you're obviously entitled to your opinion on it. Uh, and that's why we we read the texts. We read the texts. We read the ones from the ones who are angry and the ones like Ice Cream Maine said it's it's amazing that he hasn't hired some of these fans. They seem to know everything. That's that's part of being a fan is you have a perspective and an opinion that uh, that this should be a certain way, that the team should be coached a certain way, players should be playing a certain way, and if it isn't being done, then the coach is solely responsible and there needs to be consequences for it. There may be threads of truth in all that, but quite yeah. often if you don't have all the information and you're not in the locker room and you're not in the clubhouse, like none of us are, it's kind of hard to have the complete picture. I'll, I'll say this uh, before, because I know we're up against yeah. it. I understand there are some people, and, and pe- we got people that text the show. I've got people on the message board at Horns 24-7 that have made it very clear. They don't like David Pierce for mm-hmm. whatever reason. And and like I said, you're, everybody's entitled to their opinion. That's fine. Yeah. You don't like but I think if you look at it objectively, two things. One, no, nobody's going to – you're not in a position where you're going to fire a coach in the middle of the season, so that's a, stop thinking about that pipe dream. That's not going to happen. And two, I would think if you're looking at it objectively, the back-to-back trips to Omaha and the track record at this point should say, all right, you've got a lot of baseball left to play. Let's see if you can dig your way out of this and be in the position to be in the postseason when you get by the time you get to the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we said beating ACU by twenty probably didn't help. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, remember he emptied the bench by the by the fourth inning of that game. So there's yeah. ice cream. Main says George, take a lap. Henry from Gerald says the sky is not falling. <laughs> so. Augie, Augie was right. I, I, one of Augie's favorite sayings in the time I was around him, man, this is a cruel game. Mm. It'll, it'll humble you real quick. And and he said that too. Yeah, and yeah. the other thing I learned from Augie is when you start trying hard and that, mm. that's when you start pressing and then that's when you get yourself in a world of trouble. So it's it's a lot of mental that they got to go through. But, you know, you've got, again, you've got a series coming up against TCU, against the TCU team that's, Probably, I'm sure. I'm sure Kirk Sarwus is having the same conversations right now and yesterday with his team. I'm sure that was a fun flight back from Morgantown. Mm. Uh, you know, you got you got a Kansas series against a Kansas team that's played pretty well, and then 
you got a West Virginia team. You, you got San Jose State in there too, but then you got a West Virginia team at home that's playing as well as anybody in the league right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Leading the Big 12 now. So you've got some opportunities to dig yourself out of this. Maybe you're in a position to host, maybe not, but you're definitely in a position where you're not waiting on Selection Monday thinking, oh my gosh, are we in or not? No, it's... You got a chance to dig yourself out of it. It's now a matter of just them uh, regrouping and doing the things Mm -hmm. that they know they're capable of doing. That's that's where that is. All right. Hey, uh, we always appreciate the, uh, you know, the the weighing in on the specs text time. And uh, so... Uh, you know, and you know whether you agree with things or or what, you know that's that's fine. That's your take on it. And, and it's tough. It's tough to you know from a fan's perspective because I've been there. I was a fan, and I've still got teams that I'm a fan of. You know, I overreact to Cowboys games and things mm-hmm. like that. But you have to try to detach yourself from the emotion of it and take a step back and look at it objectively and say, okay, what are we dealing with here? You know, if this was the end of the season and you're talking about a team that's playing poorly now, mm-hmm. you're having a different conversation. But right, and I, I've I've seen enough of this. I don't know everything there is to know about baseball. And Craig, you know, you forgot forgotten more baseball than I know. But I've been around this game long enough now to know there's way too much baseball to just you know etch in stone what this team is going to be this year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is a fair point. Somebody said, Craig, did you? You did mention if they ran out of offense for the series, <laughs> because I, when we uh, David Pierce and I, if you saw when um, I think it was on my Facebook post, there's a picture that Roger Wallace took of Coach Pierce and I laughing, and it was right when the point when I uh, started off the interview and we were talking about coming off a twenty to nothing win over Abilene Christian, and I said yeah, twenty runs is great if it save anything uh, offensively for this, and he said. Well, I wasn't going to say it, but he, you mentioned it. And we just burst out laughing about the old baseball superstition, and mm-hmm. so so I went up to him on Saturday. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that one's on me, I guess." So it's on me. He goes, "He said I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> you said it. it's an old baseball superstition deal."